You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In the romantic comedy Kissing Cousins, our guest today, director Amin Kadarali, follows a professional heartbreaker and cynical bachelor who teams up with his attractive cousin from the UK in order to fool his friends into believing he is capable of a relationship. Kadarali's short film Little Man won the Grand Jury Prize for the Best Dramatic Short at the 1998 Slam Dance Film Festival, the prestigious Lou Wasserman Award, and Best Shorts Award in Melbourne. Gobalo, and Marin County. Kissing Cousins screened Sunday, May 4th, 6.30 p.m. at the Directors Guild of America Theater as part of the Asian Pacific Film Festival. Amin Kadarali, welcome to film school. Thank you. How are great you doing? Here. All right. I'm nice to have great. you with us. And you're doing great in Santa Monica? Are you up there right now? or? Venice, actually. But, oh, Venice. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. That, is that beautiful where you day. live? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I live in Venice. Oh, you're a lucky man. Yeah. I'm very lucky, very lucky. <laughs> Living way beyond my means, but I'm, Uh-oh. I, I like it anyway. <laughs> well, good, good. Now, where did you get the idea for this? What do we call it, a separation agency? Oh, the, uh, the yeah. uh, heartbreaker. Job. Yeah, the well, heartbreaker. Was, uh, yeah. I was listening to a radio show on NPR, like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago, and they were talking about that they actually do this in Japan. They have a, yeah. a service that will break couples up because they, you know, don't want to have any kind of drama or any sort of confrontation, so they actually would do this. And I always thought, you know, wow, that would be something we could, we could <laughs> yeah. use over here. So when I was thinking of this character and what kind of job he might have, that came back to me, and I thought, that's kind of the perfect job for this guy. Yeah. Well, I thought it worked very well. At first, I wasn't quite sure what I was watching, and I'm sure that was your intent. I, I thought that perhaps he was uh, somebody cruel himself who was breaking up with his girlfriend, taking a photo of just for his own scrapbook, and then I realized. So I went and I Googled, I forget exactly the term I Googled, but ended up with a, a fair amount of separation agencies in the U.K. now, and, and there was a, uh, a one that's about to be established here in the United States. They're for divorces and for separations. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to start one myself. <laughs> well, I think you should, you're, you've become kind of an expert. Hey, the yeah? You think you could do yeah. it? I don't know if I could do it, but yeah. it would be fun to... It'd be kind of an interesting thing to try. Actually, we were talking about having my lead actor go out and do this, like set up a website really? and do it. But it, it's definitely something that's caught on. And, and I, after I started doing the script, I got emails from people in the UK, and there's a guy in Germany who's doing this. And for some reason, it, it gets a lot of press when these companies start. It might be something there. Now, do you find this offensive? W- would you want to be told about uh, a breakup this way? <laughs> Um, I wouldn't want to be told that way, but I, I would probably I would probably hire someone to do that for me. Judging by the last few breakups I've had, it would be a lot easier. Be worth it to you. Now, I don't know that we've explained the premise uh, well, adequately uh, here. We have earlier, but I'm well, just yeah, the, in. the idea is that the lead character, his job is to go to yeah. to people and say, "I'm here to tell you that whoever you were going out with has this is it. It's yeah. over." Mm-hmm. And it makes it a very dispassionate sort of breakup. And yeah. He's a relationship. Gets stuff back for you, and, you know, he sort of makes it a clean break. He'll, he'll get all your, your CDs and your contact lens case and your, your <laughs> you know, fuzzy handcuffs or whatever else you left over there. 
Well, I do have a pair of fuzzy handcuffs somewhere, but this is an older relationship. Would he do that for me? You know, (laughs) like a post-breakup possessions. It's cold, but, you know, actually they were doing a study on cell phones recently, Uh and a lot of people break up now via text messaging, which I think Uh is pretty brutal as well. I'll say. Do they they have... Probably more the teenagers, but... You know, it's a cold world out there. Yeah. I'm sure there's some emocons involved in that, too. There's yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Sad That'll face. be the next movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the film is Kissing Cousins, and it's going to be playing this... Uh, the Sunday, gigs- May 4th, this 6.30 Sunday. p.m. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the Asian Pacific Film Festival in Los Angeles. And this is called the Festival Centerpiece, which is quite a, quite a coup. Pretty, yeah, feeling pretty... yeah it was, we were thrilled. I mean, we didn't expect that at all. And then they, they got in touch and said, hey, we want to, you know, we were pretty much just happy that we were showing in L.A. Um, at the festival. And then when they made a centerpiece, it was it was pretty, pretty great thing. It really helps us stand out and showcases the film. And we're thrilled. It's, it's yeah. an honor to do that. And I've been going to the festival for a long time and showed a couple other shorts there so that you know, I'm familiar with the festival, and they've, they're a super supportive group of people. That's wonderful. Well, which was interesting, and I didn't know, 24th year, 24th annual yeah. Asian Pacific Film Festival. Location for the film is Los Angeles. It b- bounces between L.A. and San Francisco. Wh- what about the locations? Do you have any trouble getting anything? Did you sneak into any places? Um, we <laughs> had such a big cast and crew and tight schedule. We didn't sneak in anywhere, yeah. but... What we did was, uh, it was, I mean, L.A. was tough, I think, for a low-budget film yeah. in a lot of ways because you're really at the bottom of the food chain, and when it comes to needing a location or, you know, wanting to shoot in Griffith Park or something, they'll say, well, uh, sorry, there's Spider-Man 7. Bought the entire park, so you're, <laughs> you're out, you know, and they may not even use it that day, but you're, you're out, yeah. you know. So there were some challenging moments, but, um, you know, we shot all over. We shot downtown mm-hmm. at this place that's a, a porn studio. Um, oh, his apartment right. was built in, in like a, uh, basically a place where they shoot porno. Oh. So that was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. And, uh, we I thought I recognized that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My actor had a stripper pole in his, uh, green room. Actually. <laughs> well, here you go. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Must have been, yeah. been inspiring. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, really now give us a little insight into this. How does that work? Do you apply with the city? I'm sure the city of Los Angeles has the film agency mm-hmm. that you deal with. And so right. you just a p- application process. Is that the way it works? Yeah, I mean, you come up with your list of the locations that you want that are, I think, on streets and, you know, things that need permits. There's a thing called, I think, it's the actual company that does it for everyone is called, like, filmla.com or something like that. I don't really remember the exact name, but oh, you go there and they kind of take you through the process. And You have a representative there that works with your line producer, your location manager, and you, they, they help you figure it out. Now, you have a wonderful cast here, too. How did you uh, yeah. go about getting all these folks? I know my co-host, Mike's in love with a female lead, so yeah. oh, if yeah. there's anything yeah. you can do. Yeah, if there's anything, is there any way to... He's on a long list there. <laughs> gonna, you, can you help a brother out here? Because, uh, yeah. No, no, was, no. no. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Come to the movie again. Should be there. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, terrific. We hired some really great casting directors, Meg Mormon and Sonny Bowling, who had done a lot of a mix of Hollywood and independent films. They cast the film, Me and You and Everyone We Know. Uh-huh. which I really, really loved. They liked the script, and they were willing to come on and, and work with us on a low budget that we had. And they brought in really good people. You know, I really lucked out with my cast. I mean, Samrat Chakrabarty is great, and his chemistry with Rebecca Hazelwood is, you know, really uh-huh. what keeps the movie lively and fun and, and makes people really interested in these two people. And then the supporting cast, I mean, we had 
Zach Ward, who's in Transformers, Julia White, David Allen Greer. We've got Lawrence DeMille, who's on Grey's Anatomy right now, P.J. Byrne, who's in pretty much everything <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jerry Bednob from The 40-Year-Old Virgin is also really, really funny. So yeah. we, it, was a, it was a really fun cast, and, and I lucked out in having so many good actors. We did a lot of improv, too. So and, and you had Urkel. Yes, yes. We call him Mr. White now. Oh, Mr. White. Yes, of course. Well, yeah, I would call him Mr. White. I had no idea that, he, uh, that he's, he's grown. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah he's a big guy. And then when the casting directors, we were looking and looking for this, this character, the casting director said, well, what about Jaleel White? And I said, um, you mean from Family Matters? That was the little guy? And I go, oh, he's not a little guy anymore. He's, a, he's a, like, he's a grown-up. He's a big big guy and he was absolutely great yeah he does it's it surprised me yeah and just really fun to work with too Mm -hmm. he was just you know came on for a few days and just did his thing yeah had a great attitude and i'm hoping that the movie i mean it's it's an independent movie but i'm hoping that a lot of people see it and and think of him in a new way as a really funny uh adult you know a comic actor yeah yeah, absolutely he he was funny in it now we're speaking with i mean Kadarali and the film is kissing cousins now, I want to ask you, how did the cousin twist come into the to the story? Was this uh, something that you had heard about or some personal experience? How did that work its way into the storyline? Um, well, you're the first person to ask that. Um, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's usually the first question wow. that people uh, ask. I was but, buying um, that. Yeah, I'm glad you had me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was sort of one of those things where I wanted to do this thing about a guy who's being left behind, you know, when you turn 30 and people are really coupling up. And, right. um, you know, that was very much me where I was single and people were, you know, all around me were starting families. And you start to feel left out a little yeah. bit or you you're definitely find yourself as now you're with your single friends and then there's the couple's were over there and they, they don't mix very much anymore. I remembered that in my late 20s I became friends with one cousin of mine came to live with my parents and we were you know we were in our late 20s there's nothing to do in our town and we would hang out we would go to bars or you know yeah. just hang out and people would often mistake us for a couple right. and they'd say oh you're such a cute couple or oh would you like to buy a rose for your girlfriend and I'd be like no that's my cousin you know that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's gross. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting premise to go from where this guy who's sort of desperate to fit in with his friends gets his cousin to pretend to be his girlfriend. And then in the process, you know, we call it a relatively romantic comedy, but it's really a a 30-year-old coming-of-age comedy where hopefully in the movie you feel like his heart opens up again because of this experience, whether or not, whether, you know, it's it's through someone that he can't really be with, probably. But, um, you know, that it kind of opens him up. You feel at the end of the movie that he's going to be okay. Did your cousin open you up? <laughs> no, I, I think, you know what, I, I have a lot of, like, I think there are people in your life who make you a better person, yeah. whether it be a sister or mother or girlfriend or platonic female friend who kind of, like, tells you you should, you know, dress better or translates what a woman means when she says something to you and you have no idea you can go to someone like that and they can actually explain to you how to be a better person and that way she was one of those people that when i was in my late 20s and was trying to figure out you know what the hell i'm doing with relationships and how to date and you know she kind of be like you're not going out with those shoes on you got to get some new shoes and you know, you know what i mean yeah so those kind of advisors that you have in your life that you you are close with but you nothing would ever be more than that yeah you know? I want to point out about Kissing Cousins that we touched on it earlier about the great cast, but I really think it's important to note that while the two main characters are a little more serious, most of the characters around them have a great sense of, of comedy. 
And I think that really infuses the film with a with that that nice contrast between what Amir is going through and and all the sort of chaos around him with his family and his friends. It, right. He did a great Thank job you. with that. Yeah, he really did. Thank you. I always set out for it to be a comedy. The nice thing was that once we had the actors in there doing what they do, it got even funnier than I even thought it could be. So we never took anything too seriously, and, and we, I did really work with the two leads to, to give the movie its heart, but it was really the supporting characters that keep it fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, every time you see them, the other people on screen, you're, you're laughing. And so yeah. we, we didn't want it to get into territory that was too one way or the other, but... We had so many funny people that, you know, ad-libbing a lot that we just kind of, at the end of the day, we watched this movie. We watched the movie and we're like, "Oh, this is actually a much lighter, fun movie than even we could have expected." It was funny because the the shoot was broken into three pieces. There was the first piece, which was Samrat and Rebecca, Amir and Zara, and then the second week was the friends, and they all got along great, even though they'd never worked together. You know, they just showed up that day. We didn't have any rehearsal on this movie, mm-hmm. so oh. they showed up and they had a great time together. I mean, they were having dance parties in the break room <laughs> in between <laughs> shots, and they all just bonded and were going out at night and having fun. And then the third week was the family, and they all had the same, you know, a similar, like, crazy atmosphere in this house. Right. And a lot of different personalities. So, you know, you'd go, we'd be shooting, but then you'd, I'd go out to get a power bar or something, and Jerry would be, Jerry, the father, would be telling dirty jokes of, you know, the rest of the cast, and they yeah. would be on the floor laughing. And, you know, so it was... It was tough, and it was like 110 degrees, but we were all having fun. Yeah. So, We're speaking with uh, Amin Kadarali, the director of Kissing Cousins, which will screen Sunday, May 4th at 6.30 as part of the Asian Pacific Film Festival. I was going to ask I mean, about, about the editing on the film, because I, I thought you did a okay. great job of editing. How much of a hand did, did you have in the editing? Um, I mean, I worked really closely with, the, with my editor, Nadia yeah. Fugatsa. She was great, and she, this was her first big feature, really? and she was you know, um, totally into it. And we, we hadn't worked together before, but we spent a lot of time <laughs> in the room together in Santa Monica working on this thing. And um, she's still dedicated to the movie and working hard on, on making, doing all the extra videos and stuff that we have on our website. Yeah. We definitely had our battles, but they were always <laughs> for, the, for what was best for the movie. In the end, I think the, the end product worked, you know, worked the way we wanted it to. A lot of quick cuts that moved it along right at the right places and a lot of storytelling in, in, in the shots and the way they were composed. How much of a hand did you have in, in casting this? Oh, I, I mean, I was involved the whole time in, in the terms of uh, the casting directors would call in the best people. And then I would, I would put them on DVD and actually, you know, show them to my producers and to a couple other people, my DP even, um, just to see what they thought. And a lot of it was just if they made me laugh in the casting room, that made it so much easier to feel like, these people were going to be funny. You, at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, and also attitude. And, and if these actors really seemed like they wanted to do the movie and really were talking to me about their characters and, and interested in creating something together right. rather than just showing up and saying lines, that all of that stuff also plays a, plays a role. One thing about casting, well, who is the toughest one to cast? Who is the toughest character in this to cast? The toughest yeah. character to cast. To be honest, the, the family in general, was tough to cast yeah. because, yeah, because there's, there are a lot of really, really good Indian actors in L.A., um, but it's not just about them being good. It's about them fitting the part. There were people that I knew who were friends of mine who I had come in and read that I think are great, but 
they just weren't quite right. So it took us quite a bit of time to find the right sister and the right mother and the right father and those kind of people. That, to me, was, I think, the the most stressful part of it. And then, um, you know, there's just certain roles. You maybe thought you knew what you wanted, but once you have people come in, you start realizing that maybe you were a little off the mark or Mm -hmm. the casting director see see that character one way and you see it another way and Mm. you have to figure out what you're talking about. You only figure that out by doing it. Yeah, well, one of the things that I love about talking with independent filmmakers, documentary filmmakers, is how much of an imprint you you put on these films, these these smaller films. I'm looking at the soundtrack and I see where you uh, have had a hand in writing a couple of the songs. And I've got to tell you, I do like the the title of the one, Om is Where the Heart Is. I thought that was I thought that was a very 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 nice title, great little song, an irritating character. Yeah. Too. <laughs> exactly, I, yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, we we had a I had a really good composer Timo Chen who yeah, um yeah. did a great job and was just really up for anything and he could bring to it, you know, a, a total variety of stuff. You know, we, we did some bittersweet music, we had some real fun music, we had some ridiculous um yeah stuff that you if you only if you listen to the lyrics really closely would you hear just how ridiculous yeah. some of these songs are but you know we would um write some of the sillier stuff together almost yeah. where the heart is was one yeah um, we did another one called designated lover which yeah. is basically you know designated driver but all these car sex innuendos um and so you know i i don't really write music but i worked yeah, with yeah. him i would just throw out ideas and he would he would really shape it and make it into something well thank you so much for being here on film school i mean Kyle thanks Raleigh. for having and, me yes and the film is kissing cousins it's this sunday at the asian pacific film festival and good luck to you on all your future projects thanks and you can check out a trailer at kissingcousinsmovie.com if you Excellent. haven't seen it thank you thanks thank you very much To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.